0: I'm You listen to The Bicycle Show on uh, Resonance 104.4 FM.
1: Holly, cast-
2: You are listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. This is The Bike Show. A couple of minutes late on account of technical ineptitude. Not the rain. It's actually not raining now. Although it is the rainiest June since records began, I heard them announce today. And there was a lot of wetness and rain on show at the... Nocturne ride, the uh, Condor Rafa Nocturne down at Smithfield Market. And um, it did not stop there being an enormous amount of fun. And um, the results were these the Elite Criterium race was won by James McCallum of uh, Ploughman Craven team, just ahead of the Rafa Condor team, uh, closest runner up. Uh, Regional A was won by Craig Stevens. Uh, the All Star race, the kind of media race, was won by Ben Wilson of Cycling Weekly, who just pipped Matt Seaton of The Guardian at the post. Matt's uh, shoe came out of his cleat. Very unprofessional there, but he was riding pretty strongly until that last moment. The Folding Bike Race was won by Richard Bailey, and the Courier Mayhem, which actually very appropriately took the brunt of the downpour on saturday night was won by creative couriers so well done to all of those and uh, this was just one of the events that um is taking place in the run-up to the grand départ of the tour de france in london in less than two weeks time Um, this weekend coming the rio cinema and the london cycling campaign in hackney are putting on a special programme of films to celebrate the Tour de France. And um, that is going to be on Saturday 30th of June at 2.15 in the afternoon. And uh, the main film is The Flying Scotsman, which is a new film about the life of Graham O'Brien and his uh, world record-breaking attempt to ride for as far as it's possible to ride for one hour. But... um, probably of interest to bike show listeners in addition to that is the screening of two of the films from ray pasco's outstanding collection that's um we're hearing something very strange in the studio what's that (laughs) while they attempt to uh, quieten the uh Railway Announcements or whatever that was, I'll continue to read the uh, the rest of the programme um, up at the Rio Cinema in Dalston. It's Pour Romeo Jaune, which is Claude Lelouch, his masterpiece from 1965, and then from the year earlier, 1964, London to Hollyhead race. And both of those films have been featured in the bike show in recent um, and Lots of recent past. Anyway, get up there to the Rio this Saturday. It's six pounds to get in and it should be really, really good. Um, We're going to be talking a little bit more about what's coming up in the run up to the Tour de France. Um, But first, there was last Tuesday a private view of an amazing um, exhibition of photographs by the uh, Flemish photojournalist Stefan van Fletteren. And the uh, exhibition is simply entitled Flandrian, and it's basically about the Flemish hard men of bicycle racing. And for those of you who know anything about the Paris-Roubaix race, these are the people we're talking about. And if you don't know anything about the Paris-Roubaix race, the best way to brief yourself is to watch a film called A Sunday in Hell, or L'Enfer du Nord, if you want to watch the original version. And here is a short clip while I get my
3: breath back. What gives Paris-Roubaix its reputation as the hardest and most fascinating of all classic one-day races is the drama which always accompanies the last part of the course, over the infamous l'Enfer du Nord, the hell of the north. This hell consists of some primitive narrow country roads with centuries-old cobblestones, les Pavé du Nord, roads no longer used for ordinary civilized traffic, but only for the driving of cattle and for a bicycle race. A truly legendary course. Year after year this hell is the setting for a veritable Dante's Inferno with incredible tortures and even martyrdom. Sometimes the roadside is transformed into a quagmire and the cobblestones into a skating rink. And this hell has become the home ground of the Flemish supermen. An exclusive affair reserved only for the strongest.
2: be familiar to anyone who's watched Sunday in Hell, but um, even if you haven't watched Sunday in Hell, you want to get along to this exhibition of photographs. It's really really outstanding Um, uh, hard to fault it really and the private view began in fact at the Flemish representation in London, um, down there just off Oxford Street in Cavendish Square Um, there was a reception there involving the Flemish Minister for Sport as well as a host of Flemish professional cyclists of the past and present. And along there among the merry crew was British former pro rider Tony Doyle, um, who has a long and illustrious cycling career, particularly on the track and particularly in the six days of Ghent races. And um, I began by asking Tony, when I had a chance to chat with him, what it was that was so special about cycling for the people of Flanders.
4: It's sort of the epicentre um, in mainland Europe and a number of great champions who have come from that area and cycling is very much part of their tradition and and part of their culture and still some of the um, world's top riders still come from from the area and some of the biggest races um, most important events on the calendar happen there and um, so every year thousands and thousands of people go across to the to the big classics such as Paris-Roubaix to the Tour of Flanders and they really do stop um, everything else that's happened happening in Europe for for those weekends when those events happen.
2: Have you got any idea why it's the epicenter? What's the background to that?
4: Um, background because um, cycling has uh, played such an important part through history and uh, in people's communities the people grow up and uh, they're encouraged to ride their bike to commute to and from school every major town every every village they have a cycling event either in their town or in the city or an event goes through their village and uh, of course they see all the events um, in the papers they're being recorded and um, they're being written about. They hear about them on the radio, they see them on the television. And um, so they've
2: grown up um, with cycling being a a part of their life. So you've ridden these classics in Flanders. How does the atmosphere differ from races elsewhere?
4: The people are just, just so passionate. And so they just love it when uh, an event happens, when there's races that's going on and they've got that much respect. So just the people who are riding to and from work, to and from school and when they see um, riders doing their training and uh, they sort of look at them with a mark of respect rather than sort of looking down on them in any way. So the motors are kinder and uh, people are just more aware of cycling and uh, how important it is and how good it is um, for Flanders and for the rest of Belgium.
2: And you're a big rider physically. Would you say that you fit the Flemish mould of the kind of hard man?
4: Yeah, I'd, I'd fit that mould more than the, the lightweight, um, pure mount, mountain climber. Um, so in, in Flanders, you know, the, the top riders, um, they train on a lot of the roads are, are very tough and uh, nothing more than farm tracks and um, of course um, being very near the coast it can, be, it can be wet, it can be cold so the, the riders who are um, coming up uh, through the ranks from schoolboy level right the way through to the elite professionals um, they've all been um, used to riding and uh, training in adverse conditions and that helps toughen them up.
2: And do you think that toughness is evident in the photographs at this exhibition?
4: I mean, the photographs at this exhibition are absolutely uh, amazing. So the photographer and uh, Stefan, fantastic work. And uh, it's um, you know, magnificent that he's coming here to, to London. And obviously the exhibition is opening um, Honduras Street at the Host Gallery um, just just before the Tour de France comes. So it's going to be a chance for some people to really experience and see how gritty and how passionate um, Flanders is about um, cycling.
2: There's a short section of pave, a very short section. I think it's just a couple of hundred metres in this year's route of the Tour de France. As an experienced pro, what's your advice for someone? How do they how do they cope with riding over the cobblestones?
4: Well, I mean, riding over the cobblestones. I mean, it's obviously an experience an experience that a lot of people don't actually have. But you've got to use, use your power. I mean, these
2: are not like the cobblestones in London, are they?
4: No, no. I mean, uh, they, they, you know, some of these cobblestones have been there for well over 100 years. Um, and so the, they're nothing but farm tracks. I mean, you wouldn't think of driving um, your family car, let alone your 4x4 down some of these farm tracks that these guys um, race over on you know, uh, an 18-pound uh, racing bike. Um, so you know, for the riders who are racing into France, they're very experienced, and so they're used to um, going over all sort of terrains and all sort of conditions. And so it's that experience which, which really does help and uh, means that uh, they do survive and they do stay
2: upright. And what are some of your greatest memories from your racing days in Flanders?
4: I mean I had some great times um... And some of the, the fondest memories I had was when I was uh, an up-and-coming sort of amateur and, and going over to ride races um, in Belgium and in Flanders, um, uh, trying to sort of learn and develop uh, before I became uh, professional. So going over as a youngster and just seeing the, the passion and the enthusiasm and even um, you know, uh, relatively minor category amateur events and the, the, the amount of people would turn out and cheer and support and they'd be given encouragement. And um, you see that, um, how they get behind youngsters. And then you see the enthusiasm when they see the elite professionals. And it just shows how much cycling is part of their culture and it's in their blood.
2: Well, that was Tony Doyle talking about the Flandrienne. And shortly after that, we set off in a crowd of about 50 people um, across the central london to the uh, honduras street gallery where we were met by a veritable party led by the fantastic orchestra international de Vetex, and you can hear a bit of what they sounded like right now
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: something of the atmosphere that was going on. Some Belgian beer was being drunk and um, quite a lot of pork-based foods were being eaten by the crowd there. Um, Again, showers of rain, um, just adding to the fun and the general Flemish feel of things. Um, As well as Tony Doyle, I did speak with Johan Museu, who is really a huge star... Um, among the Flandrian. Um He's the greatest Flemish rider of recent years, three times winner of the Paris-Roubaix, uh, three times winner of the Tour of Flanders, and a host of other titles that mean um, Johan is still known in those parts as the Lion of Flanders. And there's actually a really, really nice picture of him um, in the exhibition. Uh, but I managed to catch up with him, and I began by asking him who were his heroes as a child growing up. In Belgium?
5: Oh a lot, uh, especially uh, the Merckx, the Cannibal, So uh, also Roger de Vlaming, Freddie Martens, because Freddie Martens lives about uh, 3k from me, so it was my idol, but also uh, other guys, because in Belgium we have a lot of good riders in the future and uh, it's going to be still like that.
2: And what makes a Belgian rider different? Uh, the Flandrian rider different from another rider, that if you didn't know who they were, you could see their riding style. What is different about it?
5: We have a special hat. So if you see the pictures here, Brick Schotter de Marx, Roger de Vlaminck de Max You can see something specifically in the hat, in the hat. Uh, strange uh, character. Uh, somebody who's, who's won it, he's won to win. He wants to be the, the champion.
2: And how important is cycling to the community in this part of Belgium?
5: Uh, it's more uh, more popular than, uh, than soccer. So uh, now it's not sport number one. So uh, that's also the reason that we have a lot of uh, champions. We have now a champion and we have champions. So uh, and, and also Flanders, Roubaix. Uh, we have one of the big races in Belgium. Maybe that's the reason. And
2: what do you make of these photographs?
5: I was impressed about uh, the pictures, so I have to congratulation the guy who's made them. Uh, they are really great. Uh, they look like Flanders. They look old, uh, without colors, just white and black. So uh, it's it's something uh, something for in the future, just like uh, an old Flanders.
2: So it's not something which is dying at all, these are not historical photographs, these are photographs that relate to now, do they?
5: Uh, you can, uh, in about 20 years, it's going to be uh, also uh, some great pictures. It's day for the future.
2: And who do you look to, to represent Belgium in the Tour de France this year?
5: Uh, Tom Bonnen. Uh, maybe he can win uh, the second victory in, uh, in London. The Prologue, it's going to be difficult to win. But the second stage, he can win uh, already.
2: And how do you think the Tour de France and cycling in general should respond to the uh, doping problems with so many riders not racing? In fact, there's no even reigning champion of the Tour de France after Floyd Landis uh, has been ruled out. How can the sport respond positively?
5: Maybe not. Maybe but we have to do. Uh, we have to think about it now and 2008, 2009. So what's happened, what's happened? Okay, we have to think now about the young rider Cavendish and other young riders. They are clean, they are on, on the good road. What's happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, okay, that's happened, but it's finished. We have to talk now about now the start of the Tour de France in London, the prologue, and 2008, 2009, and we hope we have a clean sport.
2: And so we've seen in the last few weeks some confessions by famous riders including uh, Bjarne Reese the most famous one probably of their past uh, doping do you think that's helpful that these old guys are telling the truth or do you think it just creates more problems
5: i think that they're going to give us more problems uh, i don't know why he he said that after 10 years there wasn't the reason but okay he said that okay uh, but uh, that's why I say we have to talk about now, not about what last year, three years, or five years ago, especially 15 years ago, we have to talk about now, 2007, 8, and 9. And we have to think, and that's also true, the young guys are clean.
2: Well, that was Johan Museu at the uh, Flandrian exhibition, and finally, you could hear probably how busy the uh, opening night was and so it was quite hard to get a word in to speak with the photographer himself Stefan van Vleteren, but I did manage to collar him and I began by asking him what his photograph said about Flanders beyond the subject of cycle racing.
0: These pictures are not really sport photography it's, it says a lot about the region the country where we live I think because a lot of pictures are from, from the, 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 the parkour the, the, and the cafes and the bars and the people just watching the game so it's not only sport photography and I think it says a lot about Flanders, uh, how, how people live there, how, how the landscape is, how people react on, on when, when there's a race going on
2: So the film A Sunday in Hell I think brought what it's like to ride on these Northern cobblestone, the hard spring classic races, to a lot of people's minds. What do you think your photography adds to uh, what was achieved in that film?
0: Well, I think I think yeah, paris Bear it's, it's 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 my most favorite race because there you see like the suffering and and, and the hard working cyclists. So in that you can put like a lot of drama if you see pictures even even if it's landscape you can see okay how is it possible that the that, that cyclists are, are go through this it's, it's it's an amazing thing and yeah that's that's what i like you always look like for for drama and, and a little bit pathos and, and, and yeah
2: and it's been described tonight at the opening as living history you don't see the photographs you've taken as something that is dying to you a subject which is dying you think this is going to continue into the future
0: well i think it's changing a lot i think you see it also it's getting so popular that like in the beginning you can really stand close to the to, to the to the cyclists you can touch them you can help them to go up the, Now you see all this uh, how you say the, this this you a policeman and they, they you can't stand anywhere where you want and it's changing a lot i think so um, also the the kind the kind of uh, Cyclists also changing, like the old typical Flanderian like the, the the tough guys. Now we have like Tom Bonin who is like a very beautiful, very smart guy, and he's like another another kind of uh, cyclist.
2: Would he qualify for the term Flandrian, Tom Boonen? He uh, looks a bit more so. like a beach boy, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he's he's just good looking. It's it's a kind of Cipollini, that kind of a beautiful young man that uh, is very attractive for a, a lot of women. So. And the Flandrian is not like it's it's not known as a beautiful one. It's 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 a it's a different it's a different uh, kind of uh, cyclist.
2: Well, that was Stefan van Vleteren, who's the photographer who's taken the photographs at the Flandrian exhibition, which is highly worth going along to see. It's at the host gallery in Honduras Street, London EC1 and it's on until the very end of July and to take us up to the clear spot, here's another track from the Orchestra International de Vetex and um, I'm just going to fit in a few listings about what else is going on in London for the build up to the Tour de France Mm -hmm. Well, next week there's going to be a party organised by The Bike Show in cooperation with Scooterworks Café all day and all evening on the 6th of July, that's the Friday, down at 132 Lower Marsh in London's Waterloo. The Sunday Cups will be playing, the surf band. There'll be Balmuzette and Continental Drift DJs as well. And that's going to be followed on the Saturday morning for those who are capable... The Symphony for Singing Bicycles. Um, numbers are rising, but we still have a few places in the orchestra. If you want to get in touch, drop a email to me, at gmail.com or give me a call, 0207 928 1626, and I'll tell you how you can play in the UK premiere of the Symphony for Singing Bicycles. That's on Saturday the 7th. Um, later on in the day, after the prologue, rafa the purveyors of fine cycling clothing are organizing a ride from hyde park up to hampstead Highgate village and then downhill to the pub on the park in london fields where there'll be a barbecue and there are some very nice cycling caps that i saw them opening up out of their boxes this morning to commemorate the day so look out for those next week on the show we will be looking at pumps and doing something of a road test of a number of different ways that you can choose to pump up your bicycles next up on resonance 104.4 is the clear spot and to take you there a little bit more of the orchestra international the (laughs) vetx